Sorry if I stink. I ran out of deodorant this morning, so I'm using Matthews. <laughs> smell like a man. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> so nice. Says you sat in your hoodie as well, though. I know. I've not taken this off for like the last, I don't know, five, seven days. Um, for yeah. anyone unfamiliar with an hoodie, it's absolutely the disgusting. The best thing ever. Horrible. It's just like a six, an, what, an extra, a really, really massive fluffy hoodie with big pockets. Um, hey, it's got little coffee beans and vodka bottles over it as well. <laughs> so it's an espresso martini hoodie. So it's got like all the ingredients of an espresso martini and an espresso martini recipe. I love it. I'm happy. Lovely. And have you not been sleeping in it as well? No, no. I fell asleep in it one night. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to episode three of Black Christian Podcast. I'm Zoe. I'm Anna. And... Yeah, we're both sisters who decided to start a podcast. But we just wanted to take a massive thank you to everyone who's listened and is still listening on episode (laughs) three. We've actually been completely blown away and really touched as well by the feedback people have been giving us. People saying that they're enjoying us chat away and yeah. Yeah, we're saying we've actually kind of like getting quite emotional. People saying like such nice things and just taking the time out of their day to message us and encourage us it's just been so lovely it has been really encouraging hasn't it yeah absolutely um yeah so we kind of just thought it'd be our mum listening but obviously more people are keen (laughs) yeah so thank you so so much and we hope you're enjoying it last week we asked if anyone had any answers to prayer they wanted to share we had some slightly unexpected but hilarious responses as in we've had two replies (laughs) yeah so my husband said I prayed to God that my wife would get a hobby and then she started a podcast. Thanks, Aidan. <laughs> and then we also had one from my friend Becca, who I mentioned last week, saying, I have had an answer to prayer. I had a friend that kept bugging me and then I prayed she'd go away and God sent a guy for her to marry. But to be honest, I'm still waiting for the full answer to prayer because she just randomly invites herself round. I think that's a reference to the fact I randomly turned up at her house last night, walked into her room and then got into her bed without asking so it's okay well it's better than nothing better than no replies and thankfully we got nice feedback which made us feel good anyway yeah absolutely (laughs) but I think what we're all wondering is Anna how is your hip yeah after last week's dramatic drama (laughs) drama um so my hip's all right I have got an x-ray and a physio appointment booked but I can walk on my hip again it's quite sore it was agony last week, but I feel like now it's comparable to, like, a bruise. Okay. Like, see if you've got a constant pushing on a bruise. It's like yeah. that now. Okay. That's but they still have better. no idea what's wrong with it, but we'll find mm. out soon, hopefully. I hope it's okay. But you still managed to enjoy your weekend. Yeah, and were you saying that loads of people keep asking you? About my yeah. Hip? I was getting messages this week being like, oh, how's Anna's hip doing? I'm like, how on earth do you know? And they're like, oh, I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. We've made sure it. Listening. We've made it. Okay, but I maybe have been a little bit dramatic about it, hobbling round on my stick. Why are you so dramatic? <laughs> if anyone's wondering, that is an Inventing Anna reference. We are obsessed with Inventing Anna. This can, all week we've been really irritating people with our wee quotes. I do not have time for this. I do not have to. I can't do it right. Okay, I'm going to stop. Zoe's always much better at the accent than I am. 
VIP is always better, Vivian. <laughs> I just love it. I'm doing always. Why so poor? You give absolutely nailed it. I just sound like a. I just sound like an absolute <laughs> lunatic when I'm trying to say it. I think, but we keep oh, on quoting this to each other so all week. Bad. If anyone, so I don't know if anyone's watched Inventing Anna on Netflix. I'm sure some of you will have. Oh, so good. If you've not watched it, you need to. So the girl, she's like obviously highly immoral and fraud but she's kind of iconic in a way yeah you don't want to be her but you kind of do in some ways i totally do want well no no i don't want to be her yeah but she's pretty cool she is pretty cool i just think it is absolutely amazing i mean give her her due yeah we'll try not to give spoilers but basically this girl um cons everyone it's a true well it's based on a true story she cons everyone into thinking she's this heiress from germany and gets like takes money what's the word takes money off takes fraud fraud she commits fraud on all these really really high up people in new york society like rich businessmen oh, and it's so good but yeah obviously she's completely immoral but it is so interesting like it's so good and she just has some amazing lines some amazing <laughs> one-liners that we can't stop saying to each other i think the boys are getting so so irritated with us quoting her all the time yeah Matthew was like Anna it wasn't funny the first time it's not funny the hundredth time but are you the same as me like I've gotten really like I'll go down I'll be sat up in my bed at night and I'll go down really random rabbit holes about her and her life I know way way too much about this random person and I just love that she's like flaunting her life on Instagram still yeah I think she's in prison at the moment well you'll know more than me so she basically because of Netflix they hired her as a I can't remember the word, but basically to like inform them and make sure what they were saying was right, like a fact checker, I guess. So they paid her to do that. So then she managed to pay off all her legal bills and all the like money that she owed. Well, not the money she owed, but whatever she was fined for committing fraud. She paid it all off because Netflix hired her essentially, which is so dodgy, but so good. I mean, kind of fair play to the girl. It's also the Tinder swindler. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the t- the Tinder swindler. Did you? Just... Yeah, the Tinder swindler. I thought you just wait. No, I think you just said the Tiddler swindler. <laughs> okay. We had to cut there because we couldn't stop laughing. It's Tinder. What is it? Tinder. Tinder swindler. swindler. Another Netflix show. I don't think it is. So we've decided to just move on because we've been laughing on and off, um, trying to keep recording for about 10 minutes and we just can't stop laughing. So we're going to move on. So you were what, saying another good TV show that you were watching was The Chosen. Yeah. I've not watched this. Oh, you need to watch it. It's well, I watched so episode one and couldn't really get into it. Okay, so but... I'd say you need to, it's one of those TV shows you need to really, really watch intently and you also probably need to get to the end of episode one before you get to really, really kind of, oh, this is so cool. Okay, so what's The Chosen about? So basically, The Chosen is this guy, I can't remember his name, but he has directed this show which goes through the Gospels and he very much uses creative license and it, it makes it very, very clear that it's not the Bible, he's not trying to do a full... Um, accurate reenactation of the bible very much creative license used but he basically goes through the gospel stories it's very true to where they're happening who's involved in them gives so much good background to it and it's just so good like i found it so powerful i feel it really it really showed me jesus's love in a very new way just the way jesus engages with his followers the way the disciples engage with each other is just so insightful and incredible and was it not a huge part in 
your friend's becoming a Christian as well. Yeah, so a friend of mine became a Christian recently and we started watching The Chosen together and I think it was just so cool seeing her getting excited about Jesus coming on screen. Um, yeah, it was just Did amazing. She was like, because she didn't actually know what happened yeah. next. We're so used to the Bible stories. Yeah, and then she was saying that when she then read the Bible, she could sort of um, see where things were happening, things kind of clicked better. I just think it's so cool what this guy's doing. Like, he is... There's a need for this. I know we've had, like, other reenactments of the Bible, like the Passion and Risen and all these other things. But this is just so good. And the big thing, it's not cheesy. It's like, I feel someone who wasn't a Christian would watch it and just really enjoy it. Well, was that not kind of how she started watching yeah. it? Because it was like, she actually enjoyed it as a TV show anyway. Yeah, but I, yeah, just so good. I so oh. recommend it. It's just amazing. Really good. Well, I should maybe give it another go. Oh, you absolutely need to. It's just the best thing. And I think I also love it so much because it ties a lot into my research, which is all about um, sort of how we engage with the Bible and spirituality and how so much focus of Christianity is on written texts. And I just so loved it. For those of you who don't know Zoe, Zoe's absolutely incredible, but you wouldn't necessarily like know it from speaking. Zoe, <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> but so Zoe's been doing a lot of research into dyslexia and reading the bible and i'm really proud of her as our sister oh. for her achievements but well zoe's doing this big presentation tomorrow yeah so this is honestly i just think this is an amazing example the man who basically founded the discipline of disability theology um bill gavanta he is coming up to aberdeen uni tomorrow and instead of him coming and giving a presentation to us, he said that he wants to hear from students doing research in the field of disability theology. He wants us all to do like five minute presentations and then we'll have a discussion on it. I just think it's such a good example of humility and actually we'll probably, it'd be great and amazing to hear him speak, but we'll gain so much from getting advice from him. Oh, there's mum trying mom to phone us. Decline. <laughs> but I think, well, you were reading out your presentation to me before our <laughs> podcast and it was actually, yeah, it was so interesting what you were saying and I think it, I was saying we should actually talk about it on the podcast because I think it's really helpful. Yeah, so basically um, about a year and a half ago I started researching dyslexia and the Bible because it really struck me, I mean it was quite a big process but basically it really struck me that a lot of the time I will base my, I'm dyslexic myself and I'll often base my faith and how close I am with God off of how regularly and how well I'm reading the Bible and it made me really reflect on what I was doing. At the time I had just come out of a point where I was trying to sit down every single night and read a chunk of the Bible. I started in Genesis and I got like a fair few books in and then when I started reflecting on it I realised that I would sit down and read the Bible every single night. I was doing the good Christian thing to do but actually, I would finish and I couldn't tell you what had happened. I couldn't have, I don't think I could tell you anything again spiritually from it other than feeling like I was a good Christian. And it just really struck me when the more I got into this research, how we base so much of our faith off of reading the Bible. And actually one in 10 people are dyslexic. That's at least one in 10 people in our churches that are struggling to read and feeling a pressure to read the Bible. And I, I think it's important to know, I do think the Bible is important. I really, really do. But I think that we've got so much into individual Bible reading and sitting down every single day and reading our Bible that we sort of forget that God became flesh. God didn't become words. 
And yes, scripture is so important, but actually relationship is what's important. And I do believe that for me, I think it's so important to have a biblical knowledge, but actually for me, engaging with God looks a lot more like doing like artwork or singing or um, doing other practices that really connect me with God. And they aren't a struggle for me in the way that reading the Bible is. And I do think, yeah, I think it's so interesting because I think it is different for everyone because- Oh yeah. Well. I do try to read the Bible every day because I think it's a good habit for me. But I, that sounds really cheesy. <laughs> but like, no, but like, and not as in like, oh, I'm the perfect Christian. Yeah. But I think I find it really helpful to have that habit of reading it every day. Yeah, I think this is the thing. I really do think that that is valuable for some people and that's what works. I just want to kind of raise awareness that there's a lot of us in the church struggling to do that and a lot of us in the church not engaging that way. But I think it's that is what's so cool about the body of Christ, isn't it? That everyone is different. Everyone learns and engages with God differently. And I really liked it. So I've been, I've just been recommending this as the way he reads it. <laughs> well, so I've got like the audible, the audio book of Pete Greg, is it Pete Greg? Pete Greg? I don't know. His new book, which is called How to Hear God. And then... Well, I've only read chapter one, but I'm actually really... You've hooked. not read, you've listened. I've listened Never to read. chapter one. Um, and it says, our relationship with God starts with Jesus. And then Jesus points us t- towards scripture, which points us back towards Jesus. And I think that's exactly yeah. what you were just saying and very relevant to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing, I mean, we were, I was showing you this earlier. Um, what always goes around my head when I'm thinking about my research is the song read your bible pray every day oh, this is hilarious um, so if you listen to the whole song i don't know if, if you grew up like us Wait, get it up on youtube Scotland, it is hilarious but we used to sing this song fairly regularly i to be fair i don't think we ever sang the whole thing but it honestly it's just it shows the way so the song starts read your bible pray every day and you'll grow 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 and then verse two we have don't read your Bible, don't pray every day, don't pray every day, don't pray every day. Don't read your Bible, don't pray every day, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. shrink. Oh, we were looking for a new jingle for the podcast <laughs> last week. That, that, there we go. Sorted, absolutely sorted. But yeah, it just, it's so awful. Yeah. That has got to be one of the funniest Christian kids songs ever. Funny, but so problematic. <laughs> so what did you actually do for your research? So it started off as my undergrad dissertation. And I interviewed, I think for my undergrad dissertation, I interviewed seven people. And then we continued it on. Because no one's done this before, um, my supervisor um, and I wrote a article which is now published you can read it in the <laughs> journal of disability and religion and um, it got published a couple of weeks ago and they made it open access which we we're just so excited about because that means anyone can read it so if you want to read that it's we can stick well we can stick the link in the bio yeah, i think sure i mean i don't think i'm like the most amazing person ever i don't mean to be cocky but if you're interested you can read it if you want um but yeah so after my dissertation we continued it and in total we interviewed 15 different dyslexic individuals from various church backgrounds and also conducted a focus group um, with dyslexic Christians in it and I just loved it so much. It was so eye-opening. I love hearing people's stories and hearing people 
sort of reflect on their own experiences. Did and you feel like you could relate to a lot of them as well, or did you think it like was everyone very different? Mm-hmm. So probably a bit of both. Like a lot of it, people were so different. Like you had some people who were so like creative thinkers, thinking um very like artistically, and then you had other people who were very um literal and precise thinkers. Um, which I guess in some ways I identify with both but it was just so fun to see the diversity and hear different people's stories Um, it was also slightly sad in some ways because a lot of what came up was some people it was sort of underlying and for some people they were very um, open and honest about it just the amount of shame and guilt that they experience in churches and a lot of it comes from just um, churches not being honest with each other about difficulties with reading the bible because it is something that a lot of people struggle with. I think it is so, like, I do think it's so helpful that you're saying this because I've probably been very ignorant to that because I think, I suppose, like, what I was saying about, like, you're in the habit of reading the Bible every day, mm. but that's because, probably because that, that's what you're taught to do to get into a habit, and that is a good thing for a lot of people and for me, mm. but I suppose it, it is so helpful for people that, it, like, there probably is a stigma about that, and I'd yeah. never thought about the shame and guilt people yeah. would feel. Absolutely. But I think also on the flip side, what's really exciting is, like I was saying, people think so differently. And um, one quote I absolutely loved from one of my participants, um, her, she said, I would never not want to be dyslexic because dyslexia makes me see the world differently and therefore my reading of the Bible differently. I just think, how empowering is that? It is so cool. Um, yeah, I just loved it. Is there anything practical that, like, we as individuals and churches can do do then to support dyslexics yeah I think like I said being open and honest with each other about um about how we engage with God and when things are difficult and I think that can be a huge help but I also think there's some very very easy practical things that churches can do like one person said it can be easier just if you know the points of a sermon that's being done one Sunday like just if you could get a heads up of this is point one this is point two this is point three it can be easier to follow things like having the bible readings on the screen i love that i did that on sunday just because i think it's oh, so really? much oh yeah, easier you had it on... yeah because i just think i i mean a lot of people do it anyway not just dyslexic people it's so easy to switch off when the bible is being read so actually just to have it coming up on the screen so that you can follow it listen to it and read it at the same time is really helpful just things like that even just people creating a space where there's a nice environment that people feel comfortable people don't think that they have to have all this like bible knowledge like oh I know where this is in the bible so I'm a good Christian just creating a natural relaxed space where people love each other and can be vulnerable together I think that's the root of it I do feel like this has been so helpful for me as well like and I think a lot of people would say the same it's just so helpful because as I said before, I think I am very ignorant actually to these situations, and it's so good that you're researching it. And I do really hope that it can support others. Yeah, I think this is the thing. It's so exciting. Neurodiverse and more widely disability theology is just becoming a much more widely talked about thing, and it's so important. It's so vital. And yeah, that's like the whole thing with this is research and disability research and neurodiverse theology research impacts the wider church. It's not just to make things better for a group of people, it enriches the whole community. And that's just so wonderful. I get very excited. If you want she to does. hear more about this, uh, give me a shout and I can talk your ear off until the cows come home. About <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's a phrase. 
and talk your ear off until okay, the cows come home. I think that's two phrases merged into one. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, can, we'll make I can it tell you a lot about it in chat. And I also love learning from other people and hearing what they think about it. But yeah. So obviously as well, I'd said about that book, How to Hear... What was it called again? How to Hear God by Pete Gregg. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been listening to it as a online audio book or not mm-hmm. online just an audio ebook on audible because i sometimes find it hard to focus on like reading christian books sometimes but i'd be quite interesting is that something that's helpful like for dyslexics yeah so this is a lot of what came up in the interviews like listening to the bible can be um a big thing can be really helpful it's also i was speaking to someone who's researching um blindness and theology and they were saying that listening having audible bibles and audible books is so vital for the blind community oh of course i hadn't even thought of that yeah yeah i quite so i love reading but i like read absolute trash like (laughs) (laughs) we don't even want to speak about the rubbish i read like twilight Twilight. (laughs) i'm a wee bit obsessed with twilight Uh, probably i think i'm still stuck in my 17 year old twilight phase do you remember when we went to the cinema with team edward written on our foreheads we did not we did i think it was break no it was eclipse that we did that we had Team Edward written on our foreheads. Thankfully, I vividly remember I that. don't think I'm that sad now. Are you though? Mm. Well, <laughs> I was, like, did have that Midnight Sun book, the Twilight book from Edward's yeah, even I didn't read that. <laughs> I had that, I was, like, reading that while my, like, my best friends were up. And I was, like, hooked on that. We were all at the beach. We were at this, like, beach house, like, me, Caris and Deborah, And we're all just, like, chilling. And here's me obsessed Midnight with Midnight Sun. Sun. Oh. on the beach in summer I read some amount of rubbish but I do actually find Christian books harder to focus in sometimes mm. I don't I, that's quite I don't know why I think because it's not like a story like it's yeah, so hopefully. easy when it's just a and I mean Twilight doesn't really challenge right, you I do read other books other than Twilight but I think they're probably <laughs> you said on this... read Twilight over and over <laughs> again <laughs> well do I yeah probably oh. but um, I do read I think the yeah. books I read are trashy yeah but I think like Christian ones are they're more challenging they're harder to read because there's not so much a storyline so that's probably why it's but i've actually but this how to hear god i would definitely actually like i almost wish that i'd got that as an actual book because there's Mm. so many good interesting quotes and just things that have really grabbed my attention that i almost think i'm not taking it in as well yeah listening to on audible and yeah i can't recommend it enough and i'm only on chapter one but it's so good yeah I'm so keen to read it it's like that quote you read from it about the purpose of scripture I just I find that refreshing because I feel I spend a lot of my time getting frustrated with what people say about reading the bible and that just sounds so cool and yeah part of the reason I'm excited about it and know it'll be good is because I've read a few of his books I think they're the only books that actually really well no that's what are his other books so he started the 24 7 prayer movement oh okay so he did a book about that and then he did another book which was like the first in this kind of series i don't know yeah. um called how to pray and i've not actually finished it i think i got halfway through but i really <laughs> really really liked it it was really good the half that i read but then i got distracted by a fantasy novel i think <laughs> do you know what i another author that another christian author that i find really really easy to read is max Licado. Is that oh, his name? Yes, yes. Because I just find he's also such a good storyteller. Oh, do you remember, you know that one that's You Are Special? Oh, that was oh, the cutest I book. I remember you Is read it to me one time. 
Um, yeah, that was him, and it's just... Yeah, did you not cry when I read yeah. It's like a kid's book. It's a kid's book, but it's good. It's just all about how the value that God sees in us. I've not read it for a while, but you can, like, find it online. Oh, it's, yeah, I oh. remember it being so cute. But really, I think because it does just say... It puts, like, how much God loves you into a very simple... Yeah. ...and descriptive way, doesn't it? I think the whole idea is, like, people have, like, gold stars and others have black dots, and then... Yeah. The carpenter like shows him that he is worth more than that. Oh, go like go Google it now. <laughs> it is just beautiful. We used to both work in CLC, which is well, what's it now? Equip. Equipping the church. The Christian bookshop CLC. I loved that job. Such a good job. It was good fun as a yeah. student. Yeah. They're now in King's Community Church. Yeah, King's Community Church. They've got some good discounts as well. Um, it sounds like they're paying us to say this. Yeah, we're, we're not sponsored. We're, we've got, we've not, definitely not got enough listeners for a sponsorship. No. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to episode three of that Christian podcast. Who knows what next week will be on. If you have any suggestions for what you want to hear us rabbiting on about... Uh, send us a message on Instagram. We also want to get some guest speakers in soon. I think now that we've had... Now that people have listened to us for three episodes, they, they probably... Need else. They need someone else. They need something refreshing. Um, so, yeah, if there's any topics you want to hear or people you want to hear from... Or if you want to chat about something. Yes, yes. I'd love to hear what you all are Give up to. Give us a message. If anyone has topics that they're passionate about, we'd love to get you involved. Yeah. But in the meantime, have a lovely week and tune in next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'm back already. It's Anna here. I'm just about to upload the podcast, but I'm really sorry. There has been some technical difficulties. So sorry if it's felt like we've cut in and out a bit. I think I've tried to patch it back together as well as possible. But hopefully I'll be less incapable next week. See you later.